Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobodies Podcast. It's another somebody session in which these nobodies bring on a somebody, or in this case, somebodies, who are experts or rising stars in their field. This week, our somebodies are the creators and stars of the hit scripted podcast, The Bystanders. These two inventive and hysterical women are actors, writers, producers, and directors who whipped up a crooked tale about a group of neighbors who watch one of their own get killed and yet do nothing. Their unmissable, darkly comedic podcast is a classic murder mystery that you can stream in its entirety right now. This week's somebodies are Jacqueline Hales and Ash Lenzian. All right, we're recording. You start. Okay, first of all, do not tell me what to do. Talked right into that one. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies. Experts on nothing. Opinions on everything. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nobodies. Thank you guys for being here. It's our pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you so much. I just want to first quickly uh, apologize in advance if I have to like run to the bathroom um, because I have just recently gone back to an office. I want to ask you guys this. I'm getting to a question. Don't worry. But I have I just started going back into an office and (laughs) it like since COVID started. And I I love free LaCroix. Like I just... Mm. There's nothing better than a free sort of soft drink. I have tangerine, but I drink about 15 of them now. So I just want to say, I want to just put that out there. Do you guys, are you guys back well, working? Are you still working from home or what's the, what, what's the, what? what's the deal with you guys? What a transition. Bro. I know. Great. I mean, my God. I love, love how I did that. Also, our, our listeners know this. You two don't know this. Bryce pees a lot like he has like a medical thing that yeah. so he pees a lot so when he said run to the restroom he meant pee yes i apologize it's not it's not like um you know off onset diarrhea so i i, I do want to clarify that um, well you know free, free is the best flavor so yeah, yeah. Free is the best flavor. well it. so so Jacqueline, are you, I, I, you are actually, you were telling us you're actually teach it. You teach yeah. acting. And so you're, why don't you go where you, and just explain, are you, so you're in an office, are you seeing people? Yeah. Or? Yeah. People just recently have um, been coming in more. I used to be online and teaching okay. like Skyping with everybody. And, uh, and recently we've been able to come back in together and actually get that one-on-one, which you really need with acting, honestly. Yeah. Um, space work. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm here in Santa Clarita again, back in the office. It's been it's been good. I nice. enjoyed it. It's good to get out. I think of the house. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ash, what about you? Doing- oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no I was just going to say, how long have you been teaching acting? A year exactly. Okay. Just about. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, just about. Yeah, yeah. It's been nice. I've I've enjoyed it more than maybe I thought I would. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Sorry, yeah. Ash. I didn't mean to take away from you. What no, about you? That's okay. <laughs> I'm um, I'm not in an office. I am home. I'm in my uh, my living room in have Los you, Angeles. Have you liked working from home? I'm assuming I want to get into your podcast, but I'm assuming that you guys basically did the, like you produced, you created this podcast called The Bystanders. You know that was probably predominantly from doing like Zooms, right? I mean, where how did you guys? Um, so have you been? Obviously, you've been home for a while, and have you liked? Have you enjoyed working from home? That's what I'm get, so curious about with people. 
Like, do they like it? I think I it's, so. I think this has been interesting because we, we definitely, as the actor, we've talked to actors and being actors ourselves, there's something about being in the room with people and being able to play off each other, kind of like Jacqueline, her acting classes. Mm -hmm. um, so we had hopes of getting everybody into a studio and having fun with each other, but COVID happened and it was almost a blessing in disguise that everybody could be safe at home and still do this project. Um, and it just, it ended up being just like a new way of acting with each other. And Jacqueline and I as directors kind of just knew what we heard in other sessions with people um, as they're like in their closets at home. And then we would try to bring that over into the sessions with everybody else. So we kind of had to be that, that guiding light because no one is acting with each other in the entire show. So, oh gosh, that's so crazy ass. to think about. Well, first of all, congratulations on all the success yeah. of the Bystanders podcast. Um, our, just, just for our listeners, can you tell everybody what the podcast is about? Both of you, or either, either one of you, can take this. Um, uh, I mean, you did a pretty good job when you introduced it at the beginning. I mean, that was a oh well. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Thank you. Keep going. Keep going. No, um, but you said, but so it is like essentially it's a classic murder mystery. But you guys have been, you guys have done. You know, not only did you write, produce, and direct, but you also each voice a character, maybe multiple. But Ash, you played Sarah Fatbottom. Mm -hmm. Great name. Um, and Jacqueline, you played Lexi. So why, so Ash, why don't you tell us like, what, what, how, why did you guys tell us about your characters and then why did you guys decide to pick, to play these particular characters in the show? Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think like for, for my character, it was kind of funny playing Sarah. She was the last one that we figured out. She was written as a totally different character. She was kind of yeah. like this um, monotone, um, almost like the uh, April, April like, from Parks and Rec yeah. type okay. of thing where she's just that funny kind of like drollness, but it just wasn't landing for us. And yeah. so we did this overhaul of Sarah Fat Fatbottom like right before we were going into production essentially. And we made her, yeah, we made her a, um, an influencer and we thought it'd be funny to explore. Um, this is about like connecting with your neighbor or not. And we thought it would be funny to explore, um, like influencers and people who have hundreds of thousands of friends online, but like what's their real life like, or what kind of connection mm -hmm. is that actually with social media as we all do that. And so, um, we came up with Sarah and she was so fun. I had such a blast <laughs> playing with her. Well, she did you, some- You nailed it. You nailed yeah. it. I, my younger, a couple of my younger siblings are influencers. And so unfortunately I know more about that world than I would care to. And Part truly you nailed it. The whole time I was like, this is the most, like this is such a believable character because that's just yeah. how well, most of them are. <laughs> what did you say in one of the very first episodes? Do you tell a character you're like, oh, are you, you was it actually Jacqueline? Was it your character? Yeah. You're trying to be friends with, oh, yeah. Lexi's trying to be friends with Sarah, but you're like, oh, are you free Saturday? I'm going to be doing what? Are you, what was she going to be doing that time? I was. Yeah, she. Uh, Lexi's character is like, hey, you want to hang out? Just a girl hang, and she's like, yeah, how's Tuesday night? And she's like, I'm wide open, and she says, good, I'm doing, I'm going live on Fat Bob Fitness to join, and then going to like. You can hang out with me via via Instagram. Is right. yes, yes. Yeah, it was just totally such a turn. I just thought that was so funny because I was just like, oh, I mean, I thought I was just kind of like, oh, I thought this will be. They'll just hang out, or she'll blow her off, or something. I had no idea you're gonna be like, oh yeah, just hop on Instagram. 
He's like, oh, okay. yeah. It's like this, yeah. And it's like this nice, um, no, I don't want to hang out with you. Nice. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> All right. Great. So, Jacqueline, so tell us about Lexi because she's like a reli- like reli- it, it's, religious. It's mar- yeah. She's religious. Is she? She's pregnant, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. So go ahead. You you do it. Yeah. Like ready to pop. 40 (laughs) weeks, I think, right? Like beyond. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, of course, we had to have her like doing all these physical things. Um, Anyways, (laughs) um, but she, you know, it's funny. We just kind of wanted to have this couple. I mean, it's, I'm describing Lexi, but she really comes with Tim. You know what I mean? Like, they're such a unit. uh, And they're actually named after they're not like this couple exactly. They're not even religious, but their love is very much this character. They're named Tim and Lexi. And oh, it's- Some it's, friends of Jacqueline. We yes. really loved how they were just like teammates. Like they still, he says jump, she says how high, like vice versa. And we just loved that. And so we wanted to take that adorable. and just really make it this, this these- Exactly. Things. And then adding in the elements of like all of the religious stuff. Uh, Ash and I both grew up Christian and just in in that world. And I I just have a lot to pull from there. And we have a lot of funny stories. <laughs> a lot of jokes that that hit for me personally. Maybe not everyone, but um, for sure. um and we just had so much fun with them. And we wanted that it's kind of like the dumb and dumber of the group, right? Like they just go through and they're so sweetly naive in some places, uh and in other places they will surprise you with like yeah actually having some good insight um she just really felt for lexi like she was so she is so sweet especially the beginning like when she's just she is like so lovably naive that you think oh she's you know you just want her like you want her to be friends with sarah you want her to you know you kind of like oh why are you want to see her do well you're like oh just come on just a little bit further yeah (laughs) Yes, I know. Yes. She's so desperate. She's like the only neighbor that wants to like be a neighbor. You know, mm-hmm. like and totally. No one will be a neighbor with me. Like, come on. Yeah. Are um, either of you from the Mid- are Are you either of you from the Midwest? Utah before here. Okay, Lexi just Bryce and I are both from Nebraska, and yes. Lexi's character just reminds me of someone that you would like run into at the grocery store in Nebraska totally. that just like has never met a stranger. One wants to just be friends with everyone. Yes. Um, and so I wondered, I was like, there's gotta be some sort of like middle of the country tie, but Utah makes perfect yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. know that you, that Utah um, had an accent and then Jacqueline mm-hmm. and Matt Madsen who plays Tim Hades, um, they, they're from Utah and they were doing an accent and yeah. it just was perfect. Yeah. It just felt yeah. like, like that Midwest, like, yeah, let's be friends. Let's be neighbors. So yeah. Ash, where are you from? I'm from Washington state originally. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So nice. I was going to say there is, well, there's an act, the Nebraska, like no, the, the Midwest has an accent. Like they, they sometimes they like have, or like it's all, it's a yeah. little bit, it's, there's a little bit of Minnesota in there, but it's not yeah. as mm-hmm. pronounced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Bad a lot of my friends like bag, bag, like it's very, yes, very yes. subtle. Very bag subtle. Like from bag. Michigan, and I yes. know exactly yes. what you're talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Michigan's got a big one. I had to yeah. like watch out because I was going a little too mis- Minnesota sometimes because it's very <laughs> close. It's very close. It is. Uh, I just have to say before, because I know Bryce is going to move on to another question. Having this, like the fact that Bryce and I have a podcast. As I was listening through the bystanders, I was trying 
so hard to figure out how you guys pulled it off. Because in my mind, I had this whole story going of like you guys actually acting out these scenes. So to find out just a few minutes ago that some people were doing it separate and set so like everything was occurring just for the listeners. If they have not listened yet, that makes this so much more impressive. Like I was impressed to begin. Like I said, I was like, could see it as a movie in my brain. Yeah. But to know that like it was not done in the same room together is so incredible. So I just have to give you guys props on that because yes. you would never, ever know that some people did it in their closet and it was all pieced together. That's inc- that's oh, amazing. Yeah. What, especially yeah, because you. of all the effects and everything that you guys yeah. do, mm-hmm. you put in, I mean, the shoes walking, I mean, all that stuff, you know, it, it gets kind of lost because you think, I mean, we don't have any bells and whistles on our, I mean, obviously we're not at all anywhere near your podcast, but just to say like you you have, there were so many things that you kind of, that the listener would take for granted, like the walking of the shoes or the jingling of the keys or like any, the doors closing, opening and closing the grocery store ambiance. You know, there's a lot of different things in there that you do take for granted when you're just listening to a podcast. You're like, oh, it should just be there. But that takes a lot of work and effort mm-hmm. to do. Were you guys involved mm-hmm. in all of that as well? Like in the editing and every piecing it all together? I'm assuming, yes, but. We were, yes. We had um, an amazing sound editors. We had, um, Alex Carter, who's with Believe as well. Yes, he's he, our. He, he has yeah. to deal with me all the time. We, I he's, love him. He's oh, right. poor guy. He's, he, he's wonderful. And he just, he nailed it. Like he was so good about putting it together. And then Jacqueline and I were very precise with what we wanted. We had um, heard it. We had made a teaser over a few years ago and we very much knew what we wanted to sound like. And so Alex was so good with, um, sitting with us as we would go through very specific notes. Um, and then we had Tim McEwen who I've made films in the past and Tim has always been, um, sound design. So he came in and he, um, did all the sound effects that you hear. And then we just like put some of the scenes on steroids and we were just like, we want more, we want to fill this room. Yeah. But he, I mean, he would send us back edits with the, the, sound effects in there we would just be cracking up um some of the stuff he would come up with and when he would put it and it was quite a process but um so fun anyway it's i mean it was truly amazing where did you see a few years ago is when you guys started working on this where did you come up with the concept of like let's do a scripted because more and more scripted podcasts have come out i think recently but um just since you guys were working on it for so long, where did the idea come from? Uh, well, Heather, to make it a podcast? Or just are you talking like, about? Just like for, like, yeah, like the idea to do like a scripted podcast. It's a murder mystery, like a murder mystery. Yeah. Like just this yeah. whole, the whole, the whole, um, the whole story and concept. Did you guys, ha- did you, you know, were you, did you set out to do a murder mystery? I were you guys, that. were you, you know, that kind of thing? Um, I think it was, we got the idea originally to make a TV show actually, uh, or a movie. I think it went back and yeah. forth a couple of times. And the idea it was visual was always, yeah, yeah to okay. be visual. Um, and the idea was always supposed to be kind of a dark comedy based on, um, the real life event, not based on inspired by the real life <laughs> event, event of, uh, is it Genevieve? No, Kitty Genovese. Genovese. Yes, Kitty Genovese. And uh, she's a woman in the 70s, I believe, or 60s, that was stabbed to death in the middle of her complex. And no one did anything, supposedly. That was like the 
jumping how, off. How the story <laughs> got out. Yeah. yeah. Even though now we know that there was a little more than meets the eye to that story, but mm -hmm. that's the original story and that like spawned 911 and coming up with all these easier ways for people to do something. Um, it's about wow. that by, the bystander effect. Yeah. Well. Just like the exactly. more people that yes. are around in a dangerous time, the less likely people are going to do stuff because they think someone else will. And so exactly. we well, wanted to explore the bystander effect because we were noticing it like today, people are doing that too. They're like videotaping or what mm -hmm. makes it so people don't do something. Um, we were very intrigued by. Exactly. So. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, you know, Heather came along, she's a friend, she was a friend of Ash's and she, Ash was telling her about the show and she was like, well, you should make it a podcast because Heather Morris, it, our producer. Yes, Heather yeah. Morris. Was, she was from Glee. I mean, yeah. most, most famously, but um, yeah. I actually saw her on a plane once. A little, I got a little yeah. nervous. I was like, oh, <laughs> should I go say hi? No. Uh, <laughs> no. But she, uh, no, but so she, and she's also a voice in it. And she, and she was your executive producer. Um, and so she did, how did she get involved? Like, I mean, did you guys just, were you just all collaborative? Was it? that's how it just was quickly like that or how did that work i was um hanging out with heather she and i have been friends for quite a long time and uh we were talking about just what we're working on or ideas we have or whatever and mm -hmm. i told her about jacqueline and i kind of coming up with this ensemble dark comedy film noir about a group of people that watch their neighbor get killed and don't do anything or you find out that maybe they actually did and right away she was like that what is that and she kept checking up um, with me on that and she had just done a podcast and she was like, what if we do a podcast? I feel like that's right now a little bit more attainable. And then sure enough with the last year that we had, it was, couldn't be better timing for her to suggest that. Yes. So yeah, it almost felt yeah. so serendipitous. It was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 So that is so cool. Well, I mean, that's not awesome. only, not only do you have Heather Morris on and, and you guys are also voices. You also have a couple of other Glee alumni. You have, uh, Emmy winners Jane Lynch and Kristen Chenoweth talk about a couple of nobodies. Uh, <laughs> how did you? How did you guys get them? How did you guys get that? I mean, was that was that a lot of pull from Heather, or did you? I mean, it, did you? Uh, I feel like Jane Lynch. I mean, Annie and I were texting about this. We were like, she can first of all do no wrong. Number yeah, one. Number amazing. one. Number two. She was absolutely perfect as the narrator. Like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So oh, did yeah. you guys know that from the beginning you wanted, did you, were you kind of reaching out to people or was it just like, oh, Jane should do this? I mean. We wanted a male first in our minds, oh. I think. Yeah, because we were thinking that classic film noir, right? Like, yeah. or like, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Twilight, right? Yeah. Twilight Zone. And then, and then it's like the naked us. gun. <laughs> it, yeah, that's, a deep, yeah. that's a deep cut for all the kids out there. Uh, <laughs> and then we were like, no, wait a minute. Like it just, cause I think Heather suggested Jane. Who suggested Jane? Do you remember? Heather did. And Heather. we were like, uh, yeah, she'd be amazing. Yeah. She's like, oh, let me text her. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what happened with, um, that's what happened with Kristen Chenoweth too. What's funny is when Jacqueline and I first were coming up with that character, we were like, okay, who's someone in mind just to like, give us a reference you know, whatever. And we, we said Kristen Chenoweth. Yep. And then cut to months later, Heather texts Kristen and I was like, Hey, do you want to do this? She read the script and she loved it. And so as much as like it was pull on Heather's end, it wasn't also because she just, people love her. And I feel like they both Jane and Kristen were like, yeah, like we love this material and we love you and let's do it. And so it was kind of like, yeah knowing yeah. 
being friends with the right people for sure. For sure. Well, well the I connection was there, but it's also, it speaks to the content and the script that you guys created because yeah. right. I think it, if it was, if it was shitty, nobody would do it. You know what I'm saying? Like right, regardless yeah, right. of the pull someone has. So I think that speaks to you guys also. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and same with like um, Ed Westwick. We didn't know him. We went right. through a casting director and he read it and he loved it and he wanted to do it. So um, people were excited when they read it. They wanted to to get yeah. into the characters. So when you have Oscar so, Nunez, you have a lot of these, uh, you have a lot of other people um, on there. And was that his daughter? Was that his that's his real life daughter played his that daughter is. on the podcast, yeah. which is also amazing too. Um, I don't know. Oh, well, so this isn't a spoiler or anything. Going back to Jane for a second. Um, oh, actually for, no, that's what I, remember <laughs> what I was going to say. Sorry. I listened to the, the, like the, at your after show with Jane. And it was funny that you mentioned that you wanted a man and she, says on that she says that happens to me a lot she got yeah <laughs> there were a lot of parts like it was that the fugitive that she was she was in the movie the yes. fugitive and that was supposed to be she's plays a, a nurse or a doctor mm -hmm. or something but it, it, anyway long story she said that that was actually a male a male part but mm -hmm. she ended up getting it so it's just it's kind of funny how <laughs> you're like oh yeah. well, but she's great and everything but and, and also also this isn't a spoiler but jane lynch um as the narrator, she's seemingly obsessed with the actor Joe Pesci. So I have yes. to know just very quickly, we're all, so anyway, Jane, as Jane is reading this for the listener, uh, which is only our moms, our moms are the only people that are gonna listen to this, sorry guys. Um, no, no. Um, Hi mom, my yeah. mom too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but for, so, they she she'll like in in the middle of her explaining the story or what's happening she'll she'll say some random fact about joe pesci like he was on the he was on like a, an old tv show which i can't remember now i'm now i'm forgetting like he started his career on an old tv show star time star time kids okay yeah oh, yeah we learned all about joe pesci yep. so all of these facts <laughs> about joe pesci are real and they you, are. can you remember oh, yeah. a couple of them just to give a couple of references i mean it's sort of fine if you can't but yeah because Joe Pesci, for you guys don't know, it was it. He was just most recently in The Irishman. He's been in a lot of Scorsese films, mm -hmm. Goodfellas, My Cousin Vinny. Home Alone. He's the Home villain. Alone. Oh Home yeah, Alone. God duh. I mean, oh yeah. Just that. That's how. Movie. That's how most yeah. people will recognize him. Yeah, I'm like The Irishman. Yeah. Uh, he has yeah. a music career too. That yeah. Was yeah. Back, yeah, that's actually that was kind of like where it all started. Was um, the script was different, in fact, the and in the beginning, like the pilot, with the wording was a little different. Some of the lines were different, and I remember we were trying to find a joke to spin off of it, and we, for some reason, we were looking up for anyone that had like a, a musical career, like that no one had, you wouldn't expect. Okay, and we came up with that, and then that was just going to end there. We weren't going to do any more Joe Pesci jokes. We were just like, oh, cool. It, it links to this one joke. It's done. And then, and then we, it just dawned on us every episode. We're like, we should just throw one in every time. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and all and, of a sudden the narrator has this love for Joe Pesci. <laughs> yes. Do you guys yes. get that a lot? I mean, have you like heard that a lot? The people are like, what's up with Joe Pesci? Like, have you have heard that from people or is it just kind of, yeah. People, people want to know why they're like, do you, you really like him? We're like, now we do no, like even yeah. more. So I liked him before, but then, then when we were on a hunt for all these Joe Pesci, um, facts, uh, there were so many that I'm like, Oh, I like him even more now. His two different colored eyes. Yeah. Didn't know that. Ooh, that's cool. That mm -hmm. is cool. 
There's so that's called something, I think, isn't it? What is isn't that it? Called? I don't know. I'm I don't sure remember. everything has a name. Everything <laughs> is a, everything has a something. So, um, yeah. well, so without giving it away, and full disclosure, I'm about to nerd out. But did you guys like? I'm just fascinated because with the murder mystery, obviously, there's so many different moving parts. You have to conceptualize so many different things. I'm just wondering, like, did you write the ending first? Did you know exactly what was going to happen, or did you just like start writing and just figured out like, okay, you know, here's how it's going to. Did the sh- you know, I was like to say, did the story t- tell take? Did the story take over? Did it? <laughs> did it? Yeah. Did the story take hold? Or what? So tell, like, just tell us real quickly about that sort of process. Jacqueline, do you remember? I don't think we had the ending ending when we started writing. Um, I don't want to give anything. I don't want. Yeah, give don't give anything away because no, we want we want everybody to go listen because yeah. they yes. should. We, because there's twists. You will, I mean, a yeah. lot of people are like, yes, they think that that character, yep. <laughs> we we definitely had a uh, a very solid, like, like skeleton, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like there was that before we started writing, putting anything down, like on, um, like I had this big chalkboard at home that we had a, like a whole bunch of all the character breakdowns were there. And then we had all these like little cards that we like put in order, like to just, to get the basic like points of the plot down. But then there was tiny things like Sarah's character or like how we present the ending, you know, even though we know how it ends, like how are we gonna show, like that stuff had to kind of write, like come about as we wrote it, I feel like. For sure. Yeah. That's so, that's it's just such an injury, cause I mean, first of all, not only are you writing, you know, you're not only writing like a mystery, but you're also writing a comedy, which is, I mean, I feel like, I mean, do you guys feel like comedy is harder than drama? I just, I think it's, I think that. Not for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, you mean, but I'm saying that's such a delicate balance that you guys did so effortlessly. So that Thank was you. awesome. Um, all right, I do what I want to go around the horn here a little bit because you mentioned the bystander effect. And I want to know, have you guys ever been a bystander to either like a soft crime or maybe just something was off? And like, what was your reaction to that, Ash, why don't would you, have, why don't we start with you? I yeah, I have been a bystander. What do you think? I I have a story. I told this one. We have an after show with the creators, and I told this bystander story. I'll keep it short because it's kind of long winded a little bit. But I was driving near my house one time, and there was this younger couple with a kid, and it looked like they were getting aggressive on the street. And so my friend stopped, and I came out and kind of was like is everything okay? Cause the kid was crying and there was a bunch of stuff and um, it like ended up escalating and they jumped into the car and like drove off all fast. And there was definitely a moment of, I wasn't sure if I had like escalated it or oh, Jesus. it was kind of like, there was something going on. And so it was good that they knew like people in the shop started coming out too. Cause he was like yelling at her that she was crazy and stuff like that. And there was just pushing going on. But it almost felt like since I came up and I kind of brought light to the fact of like, hey, is everything okay? It like almost got even more escalated and he made a bad choice, got in the car with the kid and drove off all fast. So that one was like kind of a an interesting bystander moment for me of like feeling like, you know, I, that's not okay. You're in public, that kind of thing. But also, um, I don't know. Uh, w- when is it okay to intervene? Like when... It's People a tough are, question sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Cause you don't know Absolutely. if you are going to aggravate the, the you're, you don't know if you're going to aggress the situation or may, yeah. So it's, it, that's, it is a really fine. That's why it's, 
you know, this is why this is such an interesting subject because you really do. I mean, if you are placed in a situation where you have to intervene, like even on your, you know, characters, obviously we know that a murder happens, but some, some of the characters are like, yo, yeah, I'm going to go and like jump in front of a knife. Like, I mean, what are you right. supposed to do in that situation? Right. So, if you have kids or if you have whatever, like it's going to be a different for everybody. And we mm -hmm. all like to say that we're going to, we're the hero and we're going to do something, but might not necessarily be the truth, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's a, it's a good lesson. Good lesson. Jacqueline, what about you? You know, as far as like in person, I know I'm going to think of the most perfect one after the show. <laughs> I know, but, um, but I like when I'm driving, I see things a lot and don't stop. Um, but one time, one time I saw something, I saw something on fire and I, I was like, I was with my Actually on fire. Yeah. Well, I, we were driving like, I don't know, it was like in Culver City, I think. And there was um, like a, sh like a shed, it looked like on fire in a parking lot. And, oh. and so there's lots of people around, right? So any, most people would just be like, well, that will be taken care of. There's like a billion people on the road in the parking lot that can see it. But I had, but I was like in the middle of making the podcast, so I was just like, "We should do something. Go turn around, you know." <laughs> and, and I was like, "Should I like had my phone? I was like, should I be nine one one? Like, should I should I call him?" And and then as I was like ready to do it and like getting all hyper about it because like he wasn't turning around, <laughs> um, a, a fire truck passed me. So I was like, "Okay, okay, okay, yeah, we're we're good. We're good. Somebody was taking care of it." <laughs> yes, but it's like, had I not, I probably would have just for even if they get a. 10 phone calls in that's like something's on fire that it's you know it's covered you know it's yeah so right. I, pro I probably would have called and just been like hey just fyi in case you haven't had 10 phone calls and i'm the only one because so many people would drive by and be like someone's gonna get that you yeah. know yeah yeah for sure yeah. yeah i think it's interesting i mean a fire is is hard because you're like okay well you the really the only thing you can do is call 911 if you show up there it's not like you can anyone can put out the fire like without a Right. <laughs> right. 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 But, but was I mean, that not was that not obvious to you guys? I wasn't. I don't know. I'm not sure. I wasn't sure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I carry water with me everywhere, but <laughs> you have a giant hose in your in the back of your trunk, don't you? <laughs> this episode of the Nobodies is brought to you by EmilyRoggenberg.com. Annie, you know that there's a season upon us. And that season is pilot season. You know, when uh, the, all the new shows in the fall come out and everybody watches them and, you know, the ratings and everything come out. It's just the most exciting time. Do you purposely try to be as unrelatable as possible? <laughs> no, but is that, is, that is, that, I mean, it, that's, that's the season that we're talking about, right? No. Okay. And also, are you spelling, how are you spelling season? S-Z-N, obviously. Okay. Obviously. No, that's not the season we're upon. Football season. Oh. Yes, I've only been preparing since February. Do you have your gear yet? Um, I ordered another shirt from the NFL store, so who even knows if that will come or if it will be intact or maybe damaged, like the last one. Exactly, so that was really stupid on your part. EmilyRoggenberg.com has all of the game day gear that you need, especially if you're cheering on our brownies this year. Emily's designs combine fan wear and chic neutrals to make you feel stylish while still supporting the team. So everybody head over to EmilyRoggenberg.com and use the code NOBODY for 25% off. That's Emily, R-O-G-G-E-N-B-U-R-K.com, code NOBODY for 25% off. 
And now back to the show. Annie, what about you? Have you ever been a bystander? I actually witnessed someone during COVID like get stabbed in a parking lot. Oh my. Yeah, it was, which I'm going to start to laugh because, which it's not a funny situation, but that's just who I am. Um, I was walking to Starbucks. It was when we were all like in the heat of quarantine, stay at home. I was walking to Starbucks just to get some air and I walked by a Ralph's um, and I was walking with my boyfriend and my dog and two men, it almost seemed like they were fighting over like a parking space. And I kind of stopped and I was looking and there were people everywhere in this parking lot. And I was like, should we go do something to my boyfriend? And he was like, no, you sure as hell are not going to go get in between two men. (laughs) And so I was like, okay. And then one guy screamed, he stabbed me and he like fell to the ground. I'm probably 25 yards from this whole situation. And I looked at my boyfriend. I was like, well, now I'm going to call 911. And I was the only person that called. They took all my information. Wow. Because they, you know, if they had, and we waited, we like stuck around in case I had to give a statement or something. Um, But yeah, I think he was fine, but he was like bleeding profusely. Like it was a gnarly scene. Wow. And you're the only one that That did something. Yeah. That blows my mind. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You think that they'd get flooded with like everybody, you know, but no. Right, just to yeah. be safe, somebody, everybody call. Right, <laughs> I right. would think, but everybody's like, I don't want any involvement. I don't in want to get involved in that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I will say I've also stopped. This is, I'm very passionate about Black Lives Matter. I have stopped and paid attention when I see a cop pull over a black mm-hmm. man. I have too, I, like, yeah. Same. Yeah, not like close to it, but I'll just kind of like pull off like where I can see that everything's kosher. Um, I have done that a couple times, but I've never had That's to get good. involved. Thank God. Yeah. yeah it's good because that shows that like we're, you know, it wasn't for nothing. It wasn't like a trend. Like people right. have changed because of yeah. some of these events that have happened. Accountability, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Definitely. I also think too, that when in a situation like that, when no, I mean, I feel like we all live in LA. I mean, it, we've probably all done this, but like when a, when a, when an ambulance comes through or like, you're like, Oh my God, like another one. You're like, I mean, it's just because of the traffic and the instant, it just an instinct is like, you know, I, before I moved to LA, it was never like that. I told the story I would do like, sometimes you like do like a sign of the cross. If like you hear a fire truck or something, just now I'm like, God, can I just get to the next? Like, I'm just like, so rude. I mean, I'm like, God, Bryce, get, get a grip. But um, well, now, now we know how you would behave. And yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Exactly. I'd be like, Oh, sorry. I can't. I'd be like, I would be like the bystander and one of the bystanders. Um, yeah. No, no I, I actually, the one, the one thing that I, one time I can really think of is this isn't even that necessarily that big of a deal. It it was more, it's more of a bigger deal than it actually came to be. Okay. You guys can be the judge, but I was, um, I can't even follow what I know. I know (laughs) what I said. No one knows what I said. It's exhausting. I don't know what, even what I'm talking about, but I was in, (laughs) so I was in Mexico and I was at a house. It was for my, uh, one of my best friend's wedding. We were, um, Annie's heard the story probably a hundred times, but we were at this house, like on the top of a cliff, we were in a really small rural town in Mexico and everybody, you had to 
go with on golf carts everywhere. Like everyone, it, you couldn't really get the roads were so like rocky and gravelly, and you really a lot there weren't very many cars there. So everybody traveled by golf cart. So everyone had come up to our house on this on this like cliff that's like probably not up to code at all and you know so it was just it was just a little bit uh a little bit terrifying at certain certain areas and angles of the house but so the bride and groom came up there and then they ended up decide they decide you know we hang out they decide to leave and um go back down this like really like steep i mean it was like a straight incline decline whatever whichever and uh way you're going and so they leave we're you know just hanging out or whatever and then all of a sudden we hear like like crashing down, like we hear like a, like some something being crashing or like going multiple times, like rolling over. So we're like, oh, oh this is a, and and like my friend and I just like sprung into action because we were like, oh my god, like the bride and groom are just in the in this golf cart and it's like bar barreling down a hill, like going all the like going down and down and down, whatever. And we like ran down there. It like scared the shit out of me. Not only because I mean I think the reason what I what I rambled on right before this story was that. You know, I just thought since this was someone that I knew, it probably meant a lot more. I mean, not that it should, it shouldn't, but because I knew these people, I was like, oh my God, the bride and groom are going to be like in crutches or like, God forbid something worse. There's not a hospital anywhere. All this is rushing through my head. So I like run down there. Turns out it wasn't them, you know, thank goodness, but it was someone else. Someone else had toppled over in a golf cart and like oh. the guy was drunk and he had like, there were four people in the car. Luckily nobody was hurt. He kind of had like a limp or something, oh but nobody else was there. But it was like, and then I had a, and then I it developed a panic disorder from that. So I mean, it's, like, it's, just, like, it's just, it was one of those things where it's, I, I guess it is hard. I think what we've all kind of stated is that it is, a, it is a hard, delicate mm -hmm. balance to find out like, what do you do? Cause you know, had I gone over there, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do anything necessarily, but is it the instinct and the action to actually just go and be in front of something to be like, here, I'm at least I'm like here if someone needs anything or is it, right. enough, you know, that's, so it is. I mean, really and I want to say that most people, if someone comes to help them, they're not going to, even if they don't need help, it's like, I don't know the fact that someone like is someone going to get mad at you because you're just trying to help them. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Right. Yeah. Like, well, that happens all the help, but but that happens all the time though. Like I rem I mean I've heard specifically of instances of like someone choking at a restaurant and someone giving them the Heimlich, breaking their ribs in the process, yeah. and the person that saved their life gets sued. Right. So it's like I think when you hear when people hear stories about that, it does make them mm. hesitant to help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like because some people are horrible people yeah and you know so i think it's just it's very i think point. your natural instinct is to jump to help someone that you know or care about um like bryce to your point if it was the bride and groom of course like you would probably try to catch the golf cart <laughs> but i think right. it's when people when it's total strangers i do think people are more hesitant now because mm -hmm. everybody's so quick to like yeah, throw some sort with of medication into it. Yeah, with yeah. their phone out, like everything. If you don't get the full context of something, it's so easy to take every little detail out of context. So mm -hmm. I think in more recent years, it's you've run into fewer and fewer people that are willing to just jump to the rescue of anyone, mm -hmm. which is crazy and sad. Yeah. And that just talks to the state of the world, I guess. Just yeah. disconnects us more and more. And I, I like yeah. think about my 
my parents, um, my mom knows all her neighbors. She loves them. Like she's so connected to everybody around and they could call each other for anything. And it, I feel like maybe it's city living or maybe what else, but it's like, you could live in an apartment building for years and not know anybody around you and, and stuff like that. And so it's almost like, I don't know if it's like older generations that are still have mm -hmm. that neighborly 1950s vibe or if yeah. I, I don't know. I think it, I, I do think, cause I, that's going to be, that was going to be my next question, but I do think that there are, I think it might be just big city living because I have friends who are my age that are very close with their neighbors, like mm -hmm. hang out with them. They go to each other's houses. Like they leave their kids at their house, like they're asleep. Like they leave their kids at their house asleep and go to like the other neighbor's house and just bring like a iPad or something. So I do think that there is something to that, but I wanted to ask you guys, have you ever been close to your, to your neighbors, like in LA or living in apartments, like just kind of like your characters were, or is that sort of not, not existent? <laughs> I mean, I do think that it's very much like we're saying, uh, it's almost like suburban life versus apartment yeah. life, really. Uh, it's from, from what I can tell, like I'm going down, thinking of my friends with houses and those in apartments. And I, I can only think of one friend, Vin, my friend Vince Rossi, he once lived in this apartment complex and it was very much Melrose Place of like, just oh, everybody was, and I, I credit it to him in a lot of ways. Like he moved in, <laughs> And like made that community a thing. Like he was the Lexi of the building, and um, <laughs> that's that, awesome. Yeah, um, but for the most part, like when I moved into my apartment, I remember going downstairs to like intentionally meet the person below me and actually invite her upstairs for like my little housewarming party I was having. And I, and to this day, she just moved out. To this day, uh, I I never really had a conversation with her. She never showed up. <laughs> I've never, I don't even know her name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no thanks, I guess. Yeah. yeah. This is not a thing. So That is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Ash, yeah, about you? Have you ever been close to your neighbors? Um, I feel like, kind of to speak to what you're saying, Jacqueline, the apartments that I've lived in in LA, no. But the houses, yes. Like, I lived in, um, Heather and I used to live together in this condo in the valley and we knew some of the neighbors there that were really friendly um and then my house here that i live in i know my neighbors sometimes will pop in and you know they have dogs and stuff like that but i don't know that is like it's like you're even closer know. together you're yeah. in the same building right. in apartment like living it's almost like you don't want to face to the name and you all just want to <laughs> like yeah. yeah you know yeah, don't <laughs> yeah or a name to the face yeah yeah Right. Yeah, I don't know. I will That's say I have had I have I've lived in one apartment complex in Santa Monica with um a friend of mine and we actually did know we knew um there were two girls that lived like a, like an apartment in another apartment and that sort of felt like a little bit of a friend situation like we would walk into each other's apartments and it was like but that was like I mean the one singular time that that ever happened was was during that but we would like hang out. It was nice to have some but I've never had that before. I mean, I can't, I don't want to tell you about my neighbor now, but neighbor now is crazy. But, uh, but Annie, what about you? Did you, you've lived in a lot of different, you've lived in houses and apartments and stuff. Have you ever been close to your neighbors? Oh gosh, not really. Um, I've lived all over the country. My, 
I'm trying to think. Even in North, well, we had a neighbor get murdered in North Carolina. Oh my God! Did you, uh, were you okay. a bystander? No, 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 no. Oh, I was God. out of town actually when it happened. Um, Likely story. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have flight, I have flight records to prove it. That was a really um, good Jane Lynch, though. That was. Yeah. Um, no, right now we have a neighbor now in the complex that we live in that. Um, we love, she actually, she's a costume designer. And so we just kind of got acquainted. And now when she's out of town on long projects, like we kind of just watch over everything. We'll take her packages in that sort of thing for her. Um, maybe she can dress you for Halloween. Well, I'm going to be, oh, I'm pregnant. So I'm just going to go as a pumpkin for Halloween. <laughs> you can be Lexi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you I'll be Lexi. Lexi. Oh, um, but yeah, this is probably, she's probably the only one. And she's awesome. She's like the, she, I think she's in her late forties. She's from the Bronx. Like she's just like the coolest chick ever. Um, but she's really been the first one that's like ever made an effort and I'm not one to kind of like make an effort. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would, I would agree with, with you guys. I think the apartment living makes a big difference. Everyone's kind of just like, Hey, how's it going? And just keeps it. Yeah. Moving. Yeah. yeah, this is a real testament to you guys, though, because I would have never even thought about any of this if we, if the probably like the yeah. bystander effect or the or the neighbor thing. So it's true. It's it's so weird. I again, I'm still so perplexed as to like what is it about a house that makes you want to meet your neighbors versus someone who's literally on the other side of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Feels Maybe very domesticated. That's part of it. Maybe that's part of it because you can like hear things that go on. Like you already hate them. <laughs> well, you already hate them or you're like, no, you know, I, 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 I don't want to know anything more about you. Like, right, lived, right, right. I've lived in this complex for almost four years, but we moved halfway through from one unit to another. The old unit we used to live in, the people above us, I, well, she ended up pregnant, but we could hear them have sex like every night. Oh, good for her. And it was like every, yeah, good for her. For real. <laughs> every time she came down the stairs and I was like leaving the door, I was like trying not to make eye contact. I was like, yeah, so awkward. Like, no, like, don't like, get to know me ever. This Yeah, like I know too much about you already. So I almost wonder if it is the close quarters where That's you're like. a good like, point. It's a good yeah. point. I just don't need to know any more details than yeah. what I can already hear through the wall. Yeah. More space, please, for good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, before we get to our special segment, what sounds, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Johnny Carson or something, but what's, what's next for you guys? Like what is, what, what's on the, like what, you know, what's, I mean, is there, you don't have to share anything obviously, or we can, but is there anything like with the bystanders that we're going to get another, you know, is there, are, are you going to continue on this journey? Are you going to, are you guys working on other things? What, 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 what are you doing next? Um, we still have bystander stuff happening. We're, Great. we're exploring a TV show, a visual aspect of it. Um, but there's also talks of potentially season two because people really want a season two. So wow. that's amazing. So, that yeah. Awesome. So yeah. still bystanders things happening. Okay. In our life. Um, We've not seen the end of it just yet. Um, well, so as we mentioned, we mentioned our moms. The re the way that Annie and I really know each other is through our moms. Our moms were um, went to college together and have known oh. each other for forever. So we that's how we know each other. So anyway, uh, Sansi, Annie, and I really love our moms. We thought it would be fun to ask one of them to submit a question or two to ask our somebodies in a special segment we so uncreatively call 
the mom questions. Today's mom questions come from my mom, Jane, who first says congrats on your show and she's listening to it right now. She, she's listening to it now. Um, but she has a couple of questions. The first one is you, you guys are writers, producers, directors, and actors. What is your favorite, if you had to pick one, cause I'm sure you like them all, but what is your favorite of the, of those that you like to do? Jacqueline on the count of three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. I got. Oh, I thought you would know this more. I don't know why. Well, we'll see. I, I, well, it goes back and forth, but because it, it changed very, very recently. So, oh. all right, okay. well, we'll see if it's the same like thought. Okay, Ready? all right. One, One two, two, three. Acting. Writing. Wow. Oh, right. <laughs> Mine's acting, and I discovered that through this last project, writing. I rediscovered more of my love for acting because I've been kind of transitioning into a writer these past few years as opposed to acting as much, but this made me really well, love acting again. It's <laughs> funny awesome. because I've been acting a lot in, for most of my career. And then I really kind of, because of Ash stepped into my writing and more and, and then I kind of fell in love with it. So it's kind of like a new love thing. Cause if I have mm. to say like, what I'm more known for is acting and I love it. And it's always my first baby, right? It's like my first love, but it recently, like right now we'll say I'm on this writing kick and I'm really loving it. So it's kind of like a, a fresh I mean, relationship. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's you, guys, awesome. you guys have to, I mean, it, it like working in, it, in this industry, I mean, you have to be sort of everything. You can't just be one note anymore. So I think yeah, you guys do have done such an amazing job of like, taking matters into your own hands and like, we're going to do everything. And like, we're going to, you know, I think that's, I think that's really badass to, for, <laughs> you know, I know everybody uses that word, so I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> it's the only one I can think of. No, I thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. It's hard work, <laughs> but it's fun. It is. And it's gratifying. So, okay. So it the is. next question she has is what was your favorite part of your story slash podcast coming to fruition with such big name actors? Yeah. Uh, favorite part? So yeah, favorite part. Uh, the experience mm. itself, I guess, just have, getting to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I I never really directed before. This was kind of the first time that I actually put on a director's hat and did this. And um, getting to direct the actors that we got was uh, like a big pinch me moment for me. Of just kind of like definitely. So a place that I didn't really think that I'd find myself in, um, it wasn't something I was going for of like, I'm going to be a director and I'm going to do this one. It was kind of like Bo Jacqueline and I were like, you know what, we're so close to this story. We're the ones that need to, to drive it to be the directors. And so mm -hmm. the moments that I like kind of stepped out and saw myself directing Kristen Chenoweth and Jane and, and working yeah. with all these awesome people. I was just kind of like, what? This is, this is really cool. And I didn't expect it. It's expect this one. So <laughs> Definitely. that's awesome. That I, would, I, would, I would echo that whole sentiment. Actually. That is such a cool, that is Definitely. so cool that you can reflect. And this is it, the, the last one is kind of similar, but if you, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's a different answer, but what was your biggest takeaway or learning experience from this project? It sounds like Ash, you you know, really found you 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 found a way to bring directing into your repertoire. Um, I mean, I don't want to speak for yeah. you, obviously. I don't like to speak for anyone. Um. <laughs> no, that's yeah. one thing I've trained him well on is to just zip it for other people. <laughs> I mean, I would say. I, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. 
Um, with what, yeah, what you're saying, I, I think um, sometimes in this this industry and with what we're doing, we put so much out there and sometimes don't get a lot back. Um, and sometimes you start questioning things, you know, those little voices come in, they're like, well, there's a lot of talented people and just stuff like that. This project was really cool for me to silence those voices a little bit more of like, no, you've been working so hard. You've learned so many things over the years for moments like these where this all comes together and you really can't execute something cool. So just, um, I guess, just showing myself again of like, no, 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 you work hard. You can do it. You got this. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. All yeah. right, you guys. So, so to end our somebody sessions, we like to ask uh, everyone the same three questions. So, get ready. Hold your okay. horses. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're not that hard. The first <laughs> is, what is your favorite hard seltzer, or if you don't drink hard seltzers, what's your favorite alcoholic beverage? My favorite hard seltzer. I don't. I don't think I have a favorite. I like the new. Uh, the new Topo Chico ones that came out. Oh, those are Ooh. so good. Which one's are your favorite? They? I like that pineapple. Yeah. And there was another one that I liked. I can't remember like what it guava is. Guava or something? Is that pineapple? Something like that. I was impressed with theirs. They're not malty beverages. They're, um, yeah. They're, they're like crisp. Yes. Yeah. Those that came crisp. out after I got pregnant. So I'll <laughs> add that to my list for like Annie, and you after. love Topo Chico. You <laughs> I love Topo, Topo Chico. Chico. Those yeah. minerals in the Topo Chico. Yeah, they were <laughs> yes. smart. They were smart. I don't know that I've tried on that hard seltzer. Yeah, I think they're pretty new. They're pretty new. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Once Annie gives birth, we'll have to go out and have some Topo Chicos. Yeah, there (laughs) we go. Because to me, I feel like so many of them taste the same. Yes, I've not not tried that one, so I will give it a shot. Um, Okay. The second question is: What is the best piece of advice that you've been given? Stay out of my head. <laughs> That's good, Bryce. You need to take that advice. Oh my God! Okay, I got. I'm writing that down. I'm writing. That down. <laughs> Plain and simple. Stay out of my head. Um, for me, one that I just got recently from Jane Lynch um, when we did the standing by episode with her uh, is not to worry so much. And I'm having a little bit of a hard time recently with that. Um, I'm just worrying about stuff, stuff in the world, stuff just mm-hmm. in general. And I'm, I keep hearing that over and over of don't, don't worry so much, but it's hard because when you're in it, it's like, well, how, how do I not worry? Is yeah. this like, is this like something that like my older self, you know, will look back and tell my younger self and you know, now you can say, don't worry. <laughs> it's like, right. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I'm trying to just like, let that go because it doesn't do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's crazy that like unnecessary stress that we'll just like harbor and like hang on to and just make it a thing, and then like before you know, yeah. you look back and you're like, I definitely didn't have to be that crazy. Why did I put myself yeah. through that? Right? Yeah. yeah. No, and yeah. I love I love that Jane said that, but also think about you guys as former selves. I mean, they would be they would be ecstatic for you. You know, I mean, so mm-hmm. there is perspective in that even now, where you if you you know you you know, there's always more to do and more to go, but it's, it's cool that you're at least reflective of that. Cause I certainly, I need to take all that. I'm writing that down. Too, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true though. Looking back at like a younger version of me. And if that version were looking at where I am now, they'd be like, what we did. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So it's very true perspective. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so the last question is our tagline for the show is experts on nothing, opinions on everything. Um, but we would like to know what you two feel you are experts on. Sharks. Oh. <laughs> I did not tanker week. Tanker week. Tanker week. That's all I want. A week. I love that. Yeah. Jaws specifically. Okay. It's just this. It's just this weird thing that in second grade, the first chapter book I ever read was an auto. Was it an autobiography? No. What's it called? When it's not an autobiography. The other one, just a bibliography or bio, no, bio autobiography. Biography. Oh yeah. Anyways, anyways, the point is, is did you say it was not an autobiography? And I said, oh, it's an autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a biography. Like it was written by someone else about yes, someone. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So it was a biography about um, uh, this a shark lady. Essentially, that's what it's called, shark lady. And Eugenie Clark, <laughs> she was a marine biologist, and I was so taken by her career and what she was doing. And then it like sparked this thing in me and I ended up going to libraries and studying sharks like on my own and like learning everything you can about them. And a lot of my info now is very expired, but uh, <laughs> I have to I, say of all the things I thought you might say, that was <laughs> nowhere on my radar. <laughs> so I'm not, honestly, I'm not an expert, but that's my, that's like my go-to answer. That's a great because, answer. Like, in a weird way, I guess a distant me is so no, yeah. that's that's one of the best answers we've gotten probably yeah. it was just so unexpected <laughs> that's why annie likes it because she just I wasn't love expecting it, it. I love it. i'm <laughs> like that is nowhere on my radar <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> ash how about you i don't know if i can follow that up <laughs> <laughs> it's racking my brain. Like, what am I? What am I remotely? I'm not it even can, an expert. It could be irreverent. It could be totally irreverent, or it I could be it. what you do. Like, you're yeah. you're an expert on acting, or you're an expert on you know whatever you. She's an expert um, at physical comedy. She's super. That's why this has got to go visual. Um, I'm pretty great at laughing. I like to laugh. So, great <laughs> <laughs> expert at great yeah. expert at laughing. So. That's great. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Not only for yourself, <laughs> but making other people laugh. Yes. Because yeah. you do a great job of that, too. The art yeah. of laughter. Yes. Yeah. The art of laughter. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys, that is our show. Thank you so much once again for being here. Uh, the entire season of the Bystanders podcast is streaming on all podcast platforms right now. Please go listen, like, subscribe, rate, and review to support this awesome show. In addition, you can and should follow Jacqueline at Jacqueline Hales and Ash at Ash Lenzian on Instagram. Please also follow the Bystanders at the underscore Bystanders underscore podcast as well. Is there anything else you guys would like to plug? Go binge every episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's and an awesome after one show. To binge. Yeah. It's it an is. awesome one to binge. Yeah. Watch it and then write your local government that you need a TV show. Yep. Please. All of that. Write your local government. That yep. is yes. great. And all the studios. Yes. Yeah, all the major yes. of the studio, studio. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks for thank having you. us, you guys. Really fun. Thank yeah. you so much. Okay, so if you guys are not already doing so, please follow us on Instagram at Nobody's Pod, at Andy underscore Wilk, and at Bryce Advice. It's the exact same on TikTok. Twitter is at Nobody's The Pod. Same for our personals. And you can always email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. We hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm.
The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay. It is recorded remotely in small, crummy apartments in the San Fernando Valley. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.